Hello. I have been really over, overjoyed to see people starting to receive their vaccine. It has been an uplifting hope and a light at the end of this tunnel. I fully agree. By now, many of you have mobilized operations to begin the initial phases of vaccinating for COVID-19, but I imagine it's not going to stop just there. You're right. Operations are continually evolving, invoking new challenges daily, if not hourly. Billing for these COVID-19 vaccines have also presented some unique obstacles to overcome. The Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security, otherwise known as the CARES Act, outlines several of these requirements. Agatha, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Thanks, Maxie. Um, yeah, CMS has provided tables that call out each code, the payment values, and its effective date for the vaccines. There are a few reasons why these are unique and have created challenges around the accurate charge capture and then reconciliation. One of them is each administration CPT is unique to the product administered. And then when you look at the vaccine administration CPT code, you also see that the doses are different. Um, so that it's very unique to the dose that's administered. When the vaccines are provided free of charge, the vaccine product code should not be included on the claim. This is a very different process than we typically see when we bill other drugs provided free of charge in which a token charge is applied. Since the administration CPTs are unique to the product itself, it will pass edits for missing drug plus administration codes. Maxie, what about the patient's out-of-pocket cost? That's been a good question throughout this whole process. In general, the majority of patients should not see any out-of-pocket costs for the COVID-19 vaccine, even those who are, not, who are uninsured. The federal government has made a couple of amendments to the CARES Act and other regulations to ensure cost is not a hindrance to receiving the vaccine. This includes those with Medicare Part B beneficiaries, Medicare Advantage plans, private plans that are non-grandfathered group or individual health plans, the Medicaid population, as well as CHIP and any basic health programs will cover the vaccine and administration without applying a deductible or coinsurance. For those individuals that do not have insurance, the vaccine and its administration may be covered by the Health Resource and Service Administration, otherwise known as the HRSA program. Agatha, take us through our shout outs that detail some of our billing requirements. Thanks, Maxie. We've got five shout outs today. First, ChargeMaster and IT teams should ensure that only the vaccine administration codes are billed on the claim. It's clear that the vaccine product code should not be billed out, even with a token charge while the vaccine is provided free of charge. Since the vaccine administration codes are unique to the product, these claims should not be held up in claim processor edits. The ChargeMaster and IT teams also should validate the correct combination of the vaccine manufacturer to administration codes and that they are set up properly. It may be advantageous to actually validate that the process in place reconciles those to monitor for mismatches as patients start receiving their second doses. Billing and claims teams also need to ensure that if the beneficiary has a Medicare Advantage plan, those are set up to actually bill the COVID vaccine to original Medicare fee-for-service. 
This may require the claim to be split if other services are provided during that same visit that still should be billed to the original Medicare Advantage plan. Your billing and claims team also need to ensure that out-of-network plans are set up so they do not balance bill the patient. And those billing and claims team also establish a process to validate that patients are not eligible for any federal benefits. If so, those can be billed to the HRSA program and for any patients with these limited benefits of insurance. Our goal is simple. We're taking complex information and making it practical. Until our next episode, this is Agatha Nolan and Maxie Freemill providing you with tips for increasing your pharmacy revenue.